this is the Business's Mission podcast. Business's Mission. I'm Gaya Boyd, your host. I came across the very uncomfortable awareness that all of my ideas, my basic understanding of Christianity, of how it operates, of my role in it, were wrong. In this podcast series, we want to discover kingdom keys for business. I'll do that together with Bill Job. Bill is an experienced BAM practitioner. By the way, BAM is short for business as mission. Bill is from the US and lived 30 years in China, where he had handicraft factories. He saw God move tangibly in the workspace. We met at our BAM Congress in the Netherlands. Bill was one of the main speakers and he turned out to be so contagious. His stories made me curious and I wondered, does that only happen far away or can God move as tangibly here, within and through businesses in the Netherlands? or at your business in Africa, America, or Asia. In this podcast series, I'll interview Bill. At other times, he will be my co-host, as we invited guests who are eager to see God move within their own businesses. So listen, as we discuss ideas, experiences, and challenges. They might be yours as well. If this podcast makes you curious and you want to dig deeper, Go to bearmoves.com. There you find a hybrid training and coaching environment, which we are developing. Today, in our search for Kingdom Keys for Business, Bill will be my co-host. And we have Pauline Skeets as our guest. Pauline is a therapist, but also a researcher. She researches the latest neuroscience and quantum physics and insights and she also developed IFNT which stands for Insight Focused Neurotherapy. Pauline is from New Zealand and gives trainings around the world. I'm following her training and I love it. I'm learning and challenged how latest scientific findings open up new ways and possibilities to enter into what God has for us. So Pauline might help us to find some kingdom keys for business or and generally for our lives. Pauline, welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you. And Bill, you're my co-host again. It's great to be back with you, Gaia. Pauline, could you tell us a little bit about IFNT? What is it? Tell me. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so I developed IFNT um, some time ago. Um, I have copyright 2009 on my slide, so I guess it was around then. Um, and, but it, it basically emerged out of a, a lot of time in the church and also in my psychological studies. But the vision for it emerged out of the church and watching how people responded to God or the Spirit of God when they were sitting in their seats and the difference that took place when they got out of their seats and went up the front for prayer and the, the, something happened in, in between them sitting in their seat and, and um, approaching the altar that was really very curious to me. And basically people wanted to, to be open to the Spirit of God, but by the time they got to the front, they no longer had the capacity to be open even mm-hmm. though they were intellectually willing. And uh, so that was the genesis of, of my trying to figure out, wow, what's going on here? So 
what makes IFNT, what are some of the basic ingredients? Yeah, so the basic ingredients about trying to create a safe environment for people, so both externally and internally. So the basic um, thrust is that if we have a neuroception, that's a neuroscience term, but it's basically the perception of your brain, if you have a neuroception of a lack of safety, then every system in your body is going to shut, close. And when it closes, that's an involuntary response by your brain. It's not a choice. And when it closes, then you're no longer open to the present moment and therefore you're no longer open to receiving the power of the spirit. So power, insights, uh, I'm following your training, yeah. so I'm kind <laughs> right. of a bit, you know, very positive about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, you know, creating a safe space yeah. and being in a kind and loving environment, mm. being kind and loving for yourself as mm-hmm. you're, you battle your issues. I'm, yeah. I mean, I have issues too. I will acknowledge <laughs> that. <laughs> but, as as do know, we all. <laughs> as we all. Yeah. And, you know, to to you know, to grow and to have insights. Tell me, just recently did a training with you. We we ha- also have a lot of space for for worship. And that's when I go to Bill. You have also a lot of space or you feel worship is very important in your business as missions in Davies. Well, normally oh, we wouldn't um, associate worship with business, doing business, being in the workspace, um, why is it important to you? Yeah, I think it comes out of my sense of who I am and what I'm doing. If I'm correct in understanding that I've been entrusted with a company to steward it, not for the Lord, but with the Lord, then here's an environment in which I go to a location virtually every workday, but he goes with me, so I'm not alone. He's actually both the owner, the director, the problem solver of everything. So I can do nothing more important than welcome him, honor him, and really get myself in alignment with the reality that he's there. This is his. I'm just partnering with him. I'm kind of the physical partner of this duo, in a sense. And nothing makes me feel more complete than when I tell him what I think of him. In words that, well, here's where I'm not a very good wordsmith, so I love borrowing the words of praise music. The music itself helps to kind of carry it along. I may be incorrect on this, but my understanding is I have within me his spirit that is crying out, Abba, Father. My spirit is also crying out, Abba, Father. And if I can get myself in alignment with that duo and just express to him what I think of him, it prepares me for the whole day. And if I don't that, I feel like I go through the day like an orphan, like I'm on my own, and that's not a healthy way to be. So if I happen to be owner of a company, so to speak, then that's the environment in which I want to express this in. Well, we we also talk besides our podcast, so our listeners don't know this, but... 
um, you know, you recently started a business in Texas, yes. and you felt as a as a team, as some of the core people, uh, to take time in business hours to have time for this seeking God, worship, quietness. Is that right? Can you share about that? It is. Is back in January we were like in a kind of a difficult time getting our footing down for this new facility, and it wasn't going smoothly. And I was talking to the Lord about it, and I felt like he said, why don't you intentionally engage me doing work hours? I will, he says, I'm going to call this a legitimate way to use your time. So for the first half hour, just seek me, look for me. And for the next five minutes, for, for 20 minutes, just present yourself to me. And you can do it in any way you want to. You'd be walking around the facility. You could be praying. You could be doing anything you want. And then for five minutes, just listen to see if I have anything to say. And then for five minutes, just share anything you want to with me. So for for the first 30 minutes of every day, let's just get engaged, the the two of us, so to speak. And did you get some insights? Uh, I think uh, things began to go well. Uh, it was still not without problems, but I have a desire to sort of, I don't know how to describe this other than to be at peace in my environment, and it settled things down. And so even with problems still unsolved, there was a sense of, this is fine. We're going to get through this. He's here. We're on track. And we're aligning ourselves with him, and you really can't do much better than that. It will come through. So it's not a method to <laughs> be successful. Uh, it's all about relationship to me. So success is defined in terms of the relationship. If the relationship is strong, I'm successful. Well, I'm curious what Pauline thinks. One of the reasons I thought it was interesting to bring the two of you together to have this talk, the three of us, you know, having a business practitioner and have, a, you know, a, a researcher and a therapist, you know, from research. How, how does this work? And I'm curious what you think of would you, you know, we have uh, listeners uh, who have businesses and what would you Say, what would your response to a story like this and also from your background and from your insights? Yeah, well, um, it's uh, it's an interesting um, idea and process, and I think it's a really great one. And um, if we think about and being in a situation where you've got um, problems or decisions to make, they, they might be tricky decisions, um, you're trying to find a solution and if you're getting stressed about it because, you know, there's money on the line and there's people that presumably that are going to be affected by this and so that makes it an, an important decision which then ups the ante. Um, so what happens then is that you, we tend to go into our rational logical mind. We try to problem solve from that logic that we have that we've brought with us from our early years and from all our experiences. The problem is that, um, like Einstein said famously, you can't solve a problem with the logic that caused it. And so somehow you've got to get out of that old logic into a, a fresh space where you can be open 
open heart, open mind, open, open spirit, where you can actually connect into something different. So it's another form of awareness. So thoughts are a form of awareness, but we are, thoughts are only one stream of awareness. So if we get locked into only one, then we're only get we're going to get caught up in that. And so I think that um, worship is a perfect tool. Um, I don't mean to call it a tool, but <laughs> in this case, it kind of is. Um, it's a perfect tool for creating that environment where you're getting out of your rational, logical brain and you're um, connecting to a source that's beyond yourself and you're creating um, thanksgiving. So thanksgiving, gratitude, loving kindness. These are all um, processes and, and emotions that help to open our brain. So when our brain begins to open, then it's like we begin to see things that we haven't seen before. We, it's like, you know, you, uh, if you're, you're looking through a, a tunnel vision and then all of a sudden the tunnel opens up and this, this, your view widens and in that widened view, you see things that you never saw before or you, um, you come to realize things that you never realized before. And that's the place of inspiration. That's the place of problem solving. So being in, in worship helps you to do that. Wow. <laughs> I, I will yeah. hire you for my business training. Yeah. <laughs> this was good stuff. I'll happily come. <laughs> what, um, what did you pick up, uh, Bill? Uh, I'm just remembering uh, experiences that I think validate what Pauline is saying, where we, we realized that uh, when we get ourselves positioned so that we remove the stress and we really are... Uh, actually transferring responsibility for problem-solving to the Lord, we feel like that our position is to listen and obey, but his position actually is to be involved and to come up with the solutions for his companies when we think in those terms. And so there have been many times when, when that occurred. I, I love this. I mean, there are two mm -hmm. different type of languages yeah. <laughs> and angles to, to approach this, yeah. and it's yeah. it enlightens me. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I would like to talk about, and, and I think it, it is, it's similar, uh, it's in a similar uh, subject, is um, we developed a course, and one of the subjects is um, abiding uh, versus serving. And, you know, Bill shared about his journey um, in China, 30 years of business as mission in China, where he said in the beginning, I was serving the Lord, and I changed it to abiding. What did you mean by this? What, what did it entangle? Well, this is one of the bad ideas I brought with me <laughs> to overseas. Most of the, my ideas I've exchanged for, I think, better ones. It's not uncommon for an American to go into a situation like this and want to be the hero. So I wanted, I wanted to serve so I could get credit for serving. I wanted to kind of be the contributor, be about me. And the more I saw the how well that worked, which wasn't well at all, and then more of what Scripture said, I realized that it's much better to lay all of that down and just, for lack of a better expression, snuggle up to the Lord and let Him direct things. And so abiding was a good word for describing that. So I, I'm trying to learn how to model what Jesus said when he says, the Son of Man does nothing of his own initiative. 
And so I, I'm just comfortable learning how to wait. I'm, my job is to listen and obey. But his job is actually to do the leading. And so that gives you a very different space than the responsibility to go create an environment in which you serve and in which you get the credit. Well, and then I follow this training and I learn about these different energies. Mm-hmm. I think you shared it last week, how, um, you know, you have a, the energy, I think you refer to when you, you know, you, you educate your kids, you know, you can say, come on, uh, you can do it, uh, kind of like this, this, this pushy energy, and it's a, a goal-setting energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can identify, I love goals, <laughs> and I love getting there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a lot of, you know, the adrenaline gets going, uh, but there are different sorts of energies. You are way better explaining this, but how um, uh, being, and it's basically in our Western world that we are using so much of this this goal-oriented energy. Mm -hmm. What can, you know, it's not always wrong. It's good to get out of bed and have a goal to, you know, cook the food or whatever. But um, that being in the moment is another type of energy. Could you, could you... Yeah. Oh, so there's a number of different ways that you could kind of explain these different kinds of energies, but um, perhaps we'll just stick with the goal um, perspective. So if we think about the human brain, there are three motivation systems, and one is the drive system, the other is care and concern, and the other is protection system. So they're all motivations, motivation systems that they motivate us to do things. And drive is uh, the the motivation system that the Western world uses mostly for various reasons, as um, Bill has just said. Um, And primarily what happens when you're in drive is you set a goal, you head yourself towards it, and then as you get closer towards the goal, you're, you're activating the release of dopamine. And so dopamine is a neurochemical that helps you to feel really good about what you're doing and it motivates you to do more. The hero kind of thing. Yeah. It makes you feel the hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm doing good. Um, <clears throat> and, 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 and that's true. Um, but inherent within the drive system are, are some issues that you can run into. For example, if uh, between where you are now and where you want to go, there's a big gap And in that gap, anything can happen. So um, you can have negative thoughts about yourself. You can have doubts. You can have somebody else coming in and intercepting you. So there are some dangers in the gap. And when we interpret a danger, then that stops us from proceeding forward towards our goal and sends us back into the protection mechanism. And so then we're, you know, we're back in this sort of stressed kind of figure things out, but basically what we're in is a fight-and-flight response. And in the fight-and-flight response, you get the release of the neurochemicals, adrenaline and cortisol and so on, which is kind of okay, but if you stay there for terribly long, then that's going to be bad for your health and it's going to get you stuck in your old rational thinking. So that's a lot of the Western way of doing. So what is another way of doing Yeah, so another way of doing it is um, it has been found more latterly and uh, through neuroscience, and that is the whole concept of um, self-compassion and loving kindness. 
And in order to create that, that's quite that's different from drive. And so it's a different motivation system. It's a, we call it the care and concern motivation system. So this is the like that like you said before, that's the motivating system that we use for our little children, you know. Um, come on, you can do it. Oh, you're doing so well, and that's amazing. And look at that. Oh, you are a little bit worried. Oh, that's okay. I can help you. And so it's this encouragement kind of um, of uh, way of being. And what the, what happens then is that you're producing a different kind of neurochemical, which is called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the good feel feel good um, neurochemical, and it also helps to dilate your veins, which means you get more oxygen to your brain. It helps to re relax your muscles, which means that you don't get uptight. And then as a result of that, you're kind of dropping down into your essence and also into the the image of God within you. So you're accessing this inner strength by letting go and by operating out of care and concern. <laughs> so when you hear this, Bill, can you relate do you say, hey, this is this is how I sense more serving versus abiding, or is it different? It's really interesting to me as I hear this described. My mind goes to a, a, a rock on an, an island where I lived where I used to go pray early in the morning. And I'm belie now I think as I hear this explanation, I think I was receiving that kind of word from the Lord. As you get closer, he's... And you think of no one really enters the kingdom unless they become like a child. And so there's some permission you give yourself to draw near to him. And, and he, he does care for you in a way similar to that. Like he's not harsh. He's not judgmental. He's delighted to see you. And he really, really cares for you. And there's a, a maturing process. Uh, and eventually you can you know, maybe move up in the assignments that he gives you. But in the beginning, it's very nurturing. So you say in the beginning it's it's nurturing. How how do you now sense his presence, his guidance, his um, uh, like a, what kind of motivational energy? That might be a better way. Are you using yourself while you run the business? Well, I think the motivational energy stays largely the same. I just, I love him and I want to please him and I want to present myself to him, but the assignments can grow. So earlier on, he will give you some assignments, but they're not, not a lot of risk or, you know, anything like that, just developing the relationship. And as you learn how to walk with him and trust him, he can afford to give you bigger assignments. And so you can kind of see this in the life of the disciples, but the relationship is the same. It's it's all about his love. He's He's got this thing he wants to do. It's called bringing the kingdom. And we present ourselves to him for whatever assignments he gives to us. What I'm curious too is what energy do you yourself tap into? Are you more connecting with the goal orientation? No, or the... I'm, not, I'm not a big one on that. I'm trying to just get the next 10 minutes right. So, you know, I've got 30 years history of this kind of an adventure and... I really don't remember any of that. I just want to focus on the next 10 minutes and get that right with him. So it starts early in the morning when you wake up, you connect with him. He's the first one you, you interact with. I interact with him for an hour or two before I get out of bed. 
So are we ready? <laughs> I'm not getting out of here until we're ready. Then you, you hit the floor and off you go. But then I'm kind of thinking, okay, here are some listeners <laughs> who have to run a business. And it's like, maybe you should do some longer-term planning. How, how do you, you don't do long-term planning? I think all that's great for people for whom it's a good fit. It's not wrong. I think it's great. And I have a general long-term plan, but I've found over time that there's a lot of disruptions that can happen to your plans. And if if the plan isn't from him, then I might be short-circuiting what he wants to accomplish. So I love letting him plan and give me clues and directives and build his team. And, and I have a role and recognize the people that need to be a part of this. And what are the things that they think we can do? What are the things I think we can do? And it will will work with a general sense of, the, of direction, but it's always in his hands. Mm-hmm. We always let it, hold it loosely. Well, I'm reminded uh, during lunchtime today, I was like, Bill, I need a little space. I need some, you know, we, we are here together for a few weeks to develop a, a, a course. And I had a pretty clear goal. <laughs> uh, that day, the course needs to be ready. And I could sense myself going in this flight fight, or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of almost blocking. And um, I did a little errand on my bike, put on some, my earplugs, put on some music. And then I was like, well, um, is it really that important, this exact date? Or maybe it's okay if it's later. And I kind of right away felt the energy going back. But still, I'm still kind of struggling with the idea because I I love to, (laughs) where am I going the end of the year? Where will we, um, how how do you experience that with talks with with yourself, with your clients? How um, do we need to stop too much planning or how is this? Uh, That's always a tricky uh, thing to say, isn't it? so my personal opinion is that um, there is a lot of neuroscience research that shows that letting go, um, the, through the process of letting go, as you did yourself, you let go of that date and dropping into the present moment, actually what that does is it helps us to drop into a new set of awarenesses which actually inform us more accurately and out of that space there, we can become um, much more um, productive. And in fact, um, you know, the whole process of flow, um, if we actually dive really deeply into this, then this is when superhuman performance can can occur because you're getting past your own logic and your own logical system that keeps you restricted to the, you know, the small beliefs that you have about yourself, others in the world – into a space where you're actually beginning to experience the fact that there is a, a fundamental power that's available to you should you choose to, to tune in. And letting go is the way that you do it. So have you had any experiences of, man, now I really get into the flow and I was 
Yeah. Almost super... Supernatural. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Superwoman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, in different times, in different ways. So, for example, you know, I've been speaking for the last, well, not the last five days, but five um, full days of, of teaching. And at the end of the fifth day, I'm fresh, I'm energized. Yeah, you you are doing really well. Yeah. On this. <laughs> yeah. You don't look all. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not. And, and that is because I'm drawing from a power that's within me, which is quite different to the drive power, which can actually wear you out. Mm-hmm. So I see you smile, Bill. <laughs> is there something you want to share? I'm just thinking of all the business owners that will be listening to this podcast and how are they going to take something out of it that they can use at work or in their companies and if they're employee in their position as an employee. And uh, I think it was really well said. Just let it go. Take a deep breath. And I tend to say, Lord, have you got anything to say to us about this? But you don't want to bear the weight of the burden. You really want to lean into the relationship and let him bear the weight. And this would work for any business owner, any negotiation, any project, any... Uh, we've built uh, machinery, and I was accused once of being a, a doctorate in mechanical engineering because of the quality of the machine we built. And I have a degree in philosophy, totally unqualified for that, but dropped into it, uh, invited that the Lord to give you knowledge, wisdom, and he's very good on the technical stuff. You remember the old story of George Washington Carver? Mm-hmm. He invented over 312 or 312 products out of the peanut. And when they asked him, how did you get this? He goes, oh, I just go for a walk in the woods and I mm. asked the Lord to teach me. Mm. I think that's his version of letting go and just receiving. Mm. And that's available to anybody. So this podcast, it's about worship. It's about letting go. But then it's about also, you know, getting into this, in this essence, you Mm -hmm. know, of our being, of the source that is available, what you said too, a source beyond us. And maybe, I mean, after this talk, I let go (laughs) by (laughs) noon, I might become superhuman and reach my goal. Let me know. (laughs) Well, thank you for for being here, Pauline. It was really a delight. I expected it to be a delight, and you haven't disappointed at all. <laughs> so um, uh, search for Pauline Skeets, I-F-N-T. What is your website? Tell us. Yes, insight-international.org. So insight-international.org. Okay, that's right, because in the Dutch, it's I-F-N-T. Yes. And Dot NL. Yes, we, exactly. You know, here is a whole group working with your approach. And I think in our Western society, we, we can learn a lot. And as Christians, you know, being affected by this worldview and wanting to be good for God. I mean, I've been there and I'm still learning. And so um, thank you to uh, Bill for, for being here and, you know, having this conversation with It's a great it's great to engage again and thank you, Pauline. It's so nice to meet you and, yeah. and hear what you've been learning and appreciate so much what you're sharing. So, listeners, if this uh, discussion sparks your interest, 
go to the website of Pauline or of bammoves.com and there you find a hybrid online learning platform and course material explaining also a bit more about the topics we discussed. This was another episode of Kingdom Keys for Business, Life and Work. Don't forget to follow us in your favorite podcast app. Don't miss the next one. We have more interesting material in store for you.